Hello and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and make sure you follow me on all social media at Rob Was There. I'm here with my co-hosts, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Sean Kevo and also my music page, Vice City underscore Kevo. Yeah, and this is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy 11. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore this guy 11. You can follow the sports pages on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and on Twitter at N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. And the second um, college football playoff rankings came out this week. They got LSU at one, Ohio State at two, Clemson at three, Georgia at four, Alabama at five, and who is number six? I forgot number six. Uh, Oregon. Oregon is number six. Um, I mean, I don't see how Georgia got number four when they're when they have one loss to a four and six South Carolina team, but they lost earlier in the season. I and guess they beat that's Notre really Dame, but and they I, beat Florida. Uh, that's but what the committee is thinking. I mean, I I didn't really figure that Alabama would fall too far. They um. They they lost a close game at home to what people were saying was the best team in the country. So, uh, how y'all feel about the second rankings? Um, I really, they're exactly how I thought they would be. I kind of thought that Oregon would be five, but I mean, this is right where I thought we would be. We we're not out of it. The teams that we need to lose still play each other. So, I mean, I feel like. Unless you and Georgia still play each other in the SEC championship. Right. I feel like Ohio State can still lose to Penn State. Or Michigan. Right. Or, or Michigan. I feel like um, Clemson can lose to South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Georgia definitely can lose today against the team that doesn't need to be named. So, I mean, I feel like all the of... The barn. I feel like all of... You were talking about. All of this plays out for us to still make the playoffs. We just need to... Stay healthy. Um, obviously, um, well, Tua went out with an injury today. Is said that it's 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 his hip, but um, at this point, I feel like we should just sit him down and get him ready for the uh, playoffs because we really don't have much else to play for. Yeah, we've still played Auburn, but I feel like Mac Jones can be Auburn. Um, so I feel like this is a time where we should rest, get healthy and move forward, look forward to the playoffs um, if we're able to make it. But um, like I said, all of the pieces, I mean, all of the the road to the playoffs has set itself up for us if we continue to win. Kevin, how you feel about um, the second college football playoff? Um, I think it's pretty accurate. Um, right now, LSU... If you want to, I gotta give them their credit. I didn't, I wasn't a big believer in them. I'm still not a big believer in them because through through their wins, they have shown that they're capable of losing. They have been showing fight to pull out the wins against Florida, against Auburn, against Alabama. Three games that they definitely shouldn't have won if the game was any longer than it should have been. But um, right now the rankings are good. I. As op- Alabama losing has opened the door for that Oregon pick of I had um, earlier in the season um, with them making it into the playoffs. But they control their own destiny. A lot of these teams really just control their own destiny. It's like 
eight teams right now that control their own destiny and if they do what they have to do then there's no excuse or a reason why they shouldn't be in the playoffs I don't think Clemson is losing anymore losing any games not to South Carolina either I believe South Carolina beating Georgia was just a fluke Georgia didn't show up to play um with Alabama losing it does kind of damper their chances again to the playoffs but I do see Georgia beating Auburn and there's a possibility that Georgia will beat um LSU I do believe that they would beat LSU so um with that a one loss LSU one loss Georgia one loss Alabama it really be up to the committee to decide on who they feel is best to be in there but then if you have to go to Georgia Alabama Alabama would have a loss to LSU, a team that's ranked number one and lost to Georgia. I mean, and, and, and lost to Georgia. But then you have Georgia who beat LSU, but has a bad loss. So it really depends on who you feel is the best team. And I feel I, like in that scenario, Georgia would get in because they got the SEC championship. More than likely. But that still opens the floodgates for other teams because we still have to see how Penn State, Minnesota, Ohio State falls. It's really a battle of three spots because Clemson, I feel, is automatically in there. If they win out. I don't think it's an if. I think they're going to win out. They don't play anybody. I'm not... South I'm not, Carolina is, is not to be slept on, dude. I, I feel they have a better chance of losing the Wake Forest than they do to South Carolina. Yeah, that's what that's what people said when Georgia played them. <laughs> that's, I mean, what, that's what people said when North Carolina almost beat them. And they were like an extra point away. I mean... That's why we play the games and watch exactly. because uh, you never know. But, I mean, right now at the moment, I like the, the rankings. The committee is actually doing well and following the guidelines that they that they have set. So, at the moment, I'm kind of I'm pleased with how the rankings are. We really just have to see how Alabama is going to finish off and Oregon and Utah. Hey you, yeah, you, are you enjoying the conversation so far? Well, you can join the conversation on social media by following us at Not Another Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast on Twitter. Thanks for listening and make sure you subscribe on whatever device you're listening to. And now back to your show. Welcome back. Um, after three weeks into the basketball season, NBA basketball season, um, LeBron's still out here proving that he's still the best player in the league. Granted, I was the one that said the pre-Christmas games don't count, but barring any injury, I literally don't see anybody in the West that could stop the Lakers from making it to the Western Conference Finals. But how y'all feel about these first three weeks of the NBA season? LeBron is going crazy. LeBron has been the the best player in the league for the past 10 years and is continuously showing why he is the best player in the league. He's a monster offensively, and I think we forget how good LeBron was defensively. His first stint in Cleveland, his first four, his four years in Miami, LeBron was one of the best defenders in the league and one of probably is in as time progressed, he slowly stopped playing defense because he knew he had to carry the load so much. When it became the last year with the Heat and then his four years in Cleveland, he knew that it would have 
went through him in the playoffs. So he kind of like laid up on defense because he know he had to carry the load on offense. So I never really blamed LeBron for what he was doing. People just thought, oh, LeBron is old. He doesn't play defense. No, it's just he's saving himself for when the team really needs him in, in big time moments. And you can't you can't physically carry a team playing defense and offense for the whole 82 games and play playoffs when you know your team is not that good. So he knew what he was doing. And this year, people were saying that he's washed and that he's old and that he can't carry the team. Kawhi's better than him. A dude who's not even playing for the next year and a half with a torn Achilles is better than him. Like Giannis, who can't even really shoot the three consistently, is better than him. LeBron's been hearing that type of stuff. And he's on a mission to prove that he's going to win a championship and that he's the best player in the league. And even if a person like KD can shoot the ball better than him, even if like Kawhi's defensive skill is probably, if not the best all time, He's showing that he can do it all and that at the end of the day, he still can bring out the best in his teammates. That That's something KD, Kawhi, and Giannis cannot do. At all. You cannot teach elevation of your teammates. You cannot teach the IQ of the game. You cannot teach being a leader on and off the court as he is. The same team that everybody was talking about, oh, the Lakers don't have enough pieces. They're not this. They're not that at the beginning of the season. They're not. The Clippers have an overall better team than him. That, you can't say that at all right now because Dwight Howard has reemerged as Dwight Howard. Chevelle McGee is playing just like, you know, he was when he was with the Warriors. Danny Green has brought a lot of impact to them. Avery Bradley, everybody was calling him watch the show that he's still Avery Bradley. Like, Anthony Davis, when he's on the court, plays like Anthony Davis. Kyle Kuzma is back in the lineup, has added a lot more offense to their system. LeBron has genuinely brought out the best in all his teammates, and he do that everywhere he go, something that none of these players that we talk about can do, and this is what makes him the greatest. And right now, he's still playing at a high level, like he's still 27 when he's really 36 going on 37. So I don't really see nobody stopping the Lakers if the Lakers can continue to play like this and LeBron continue to play like a man a man on a mission. The only teams that I can see that could possibly stand in their way is Houston and the Clippers due to the simple fact that Houston has two of the most dominant offensive players that probably ever touched the game with Russell Westbrook and, and James Harden. Now, if their defense doesn't come along, they definitely can't stop LeBron because I don't see Russell Westbrook nor James Harden. And there's nobody on the Rockets besides them two that can even stand a chance with LeBron and Anthony Davis. So if they can't outscore the Lakers and they get tired, then I don't see them beating them. The Clippers, the Clippers has been lackluster so far, like offensively and defensively. We talk so much about their defense and the Lakers are the best team in the NBA on defense. And that's something that people, I was trying to tell people that the Lakers got a whole bunch of people that can play defense. And everybody was like, no, the Clippers got this, got that. Yeah, I don't see it. Although Paul George did come back last night and dropped 32 points and looked like Paul George. 33 and 8. 33 and 8. He did look like Paul George, but it, against, it was against the Pelicans. Anybody can drop 30 on the Pelicans. And, um... I don't think, and then when it just comes down to it, when it comes to matchups in the playoffs, when the game slows down, I think LeBron IQ is better than Kawhi and Paul George. Granted, for the simple fact that he beat both of these people in high leverage moments, beat Paul George three times, two times, two or three times in the Eastern Conference Finals, and beat Kawhi in the Finals. And you know, everybody thought oh, Kawhi got an MVP for guarding LeBron. LeBron still averaged 30 that series. 
And Kawhi was playing with Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker. So I don't want to hear that Kawhi was the man on that team. He just played all right defense that somewhat slowed LeBron down. Same thing with Andre Iguodala, how he got the finals MVP. And LeBron still averaged a triple-double on him. So if if the Clippers come around and merge well, I can see them being a fight. But the matchup doesn't look right for the Clippers. Like At the end of the day, when if they move LeBron to point guard, it's going to be a defensive liability because Paul George can't guard Anthony Davis. But Anthony Davis can guard Paul George. And that's what's going to be the matchup that I would like to see. In the East, um, the East is pretty much going like I expected it. Boston is doing pretty good with and without Gordon Hayward. Philadelphia is doing good. Victor Oladipo is on his way back to the Pacers, and they're maintaining because of their coach. Uh, the Heat, you know, me and Jordan team is surprisingly good. We're doing our thing right now. We're in top four team in the East. But all we need is another wing that can probably get us over the hump. Probably a point guard. I think we need to trade Drogic for a better point guard. And if we get a better point guard, I won't say a Chris Paul. I think we need a youthful point, a youthful point guard, someone younger, someone more explosive that can hold the fort down at the top of the queue and let Tyler Hero and um, J- Jimmy Butler and everybody else go to work. We do have none, but I think none would be better coming off the bench and having that spark off the bench because we do need a little bit more depth at the bench. But with Jimmy Butler leadership and uh, Pat Riley and, and Eric Spoelstra, we're gonna be a very tough out in the in the playoffs. And I don't be, and don't be surprised if you see the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. I won't say we will win because of the the size of Philadelphia and just the all around skill of the Celtics. I think we still need a little bit more pieces to beat them when it comes playoff time. But I don't say, I won't say we're not an Eastern Conference Finals team. But I'm liking the NBA right now. There's a lot of parody and stuff. The only thing sad is that the Golden State Warriors have went from being the most feared team in the league to being literally the worst team in the league. Um, but that's partly due to Klay Thompson not having a leg right now <laughs> and Steph Curry not having a hand right now and KD flying off to Brooklyn. So, you know, I'm very excited with the league. Every week I get more and more excited about the NBA because it's, it's going so is a lot of parody now. You can't really just you can't really say who's winning the finals right now. And every team really have a shot. Like this is the first year in a long time. Even before the Golden State Warriors reigned, we still had the Heat and Spurs where we knew it was gonna be just the Heat and Spurs who dominate. And then before that it was just the Lakers and Celtics. So right now it's the first time in I would say in probably ten years that it's eight, ten teams that's actually have a chance to um, win the finals. And I want to say my boy Melo is back in the league. Yes, sir. They did my boy well and put him with a nice team with Portland. Even when he was being traded from New York, me and Jordan had this conversation. I said he should go to Portland. And everybody was like, why? I was like, him, Daniel Lillard, CJ McCullum would be nasty. I feel like if he is a, it's kind of two, three years too late for it to be like as impactful as it w- would have been, but it's a good, it's a good start. And they need a, a wing. They need someone who's gonna take the ball out of Damian Lillard's hands and CJ McCollum's hands because they're pretty predictable when it gets to crunch time who they're giving the ball to. <laughs> now you add the ball. Now you add Carmelo. Now you got three weapons on the court that can actually. Get the, get the job done. Now, if you keep Hassan Whiteside and Rodney Hood in your starting lineup, now you 
And Damian Litter is a very good on-ball defender. And C.J. McCullum is a good on-ball defender. Now, Carmelo was never known for his defensive ways. But if you keep Dane, C.J., Carmelo, Rodney Hood, and Hassan Whiteside on the court in those moments, I think you have a nasty lineup. Because you have the defense. You have some. You have people that's going to fall back. And you can kind of hide Carmelo on defense like the Warriors used to do with Steph Curry type thing. So I, Portland's sitting right now at 4-8. and eight, But, you know, I don't think that's going to last. They have too much talent. And with the addition of Carmelo, I feel like they're, they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to be a tough team. This team made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. And they're, they're forming together well. And they still got Nurt... Uh, um, Nurchich that's coming back off an injury. So once he gets back fully healthy and gets some games under his belt, they're going to be pretty fine. So I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, there's just a few things I wanted to address that you said. Um, you said that he got a triple-double on Andre Iguodala. He got those, he got those numbers on Harrison Barnes. <laughs> Nobody wants to admit that. But... Um, and also, you said that... Ferns um, Barnes is trash, by the way. <laughs> oh, very. I said it during that series that he was going to get... That he was losing his spot, and it played out exactly how I said it would. Um, um, but for the um, West, I will say that the Lakers have looked better than I expected them to look. I still don't think that they're going to win the West, but I think that they can definitely make it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, <clears throat> I didn't expect their defense to be as good coming into the season as it has been, but I recently was told that they have the most, um, they have the most defensive player of the years on one team. And all NBA defensive team. Right. On one team at one time in NBA history. Right. That's yeah, a lot of sir. defensive power. Fi- yeah, that's yeah. a lot of defensive power. But for me, I really don't care what the Lakers do against the rest of the league. Like, yes, it's impressive because you have to win your games to to get your seed. But to me, I'm really just focused on the four games that they play against the uh, Clippers. Like, those are the games that really matter to me. You're going to win on Christmas because LeBron going to be on a national stage. He's going to want to. You got to prove. They got to win. Yeah. I mean, win. it's not a must win, but for publicity's sake, it's a must win. But see, I look at it this way as well. It's like, look at the talent. Like, a lot of, I, I think a lot of people got kind of mesmerized with how the Clippers was last year without Paul George. And, and um, they were a good team. And Kawhi, they was a good team. They won 44 games. They went to the playoffs. And, oh, they took the Warriors six games. Okay, that six games is really nothing. They got a couple of... Luke, and then KD finally woke up and said, y'all know who I am. Like, Patrick Beverly really wasn't guarding KD. He was just irritating KD and, you know, getting in his head. And then when KD finally realized, like, I'm 6'11", this dude, like, 6 foot, and I got, like, 90 pounds on this dude, let me start going to work on him. Uh It went, it it was, it was all she wrote. And they, they're good, but when you look at the talent, and then also Russell Westbrook, (laughs) called out Patrick Beverly say you don't guard nobody he just be out there <laughs> he just be running around <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny because of their history but when you look at the talent the Lakers have compared to the talent that the Clippers have 
the Lakers have a better roster than the Clippers. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I will say that from um that you said oh yeah, I remember what else. You said that uh they've looked lackluster this uh at the beginning of the season. I really think that nobody on the Clippers really care about the regular season. I, I know for a fact Kawhi doesn't. Like, I don't... Yeah, I feel like he's a little bit hurt, but I feel like his low management is more so our team is good enough to play without me, so why am I here? Mm, I'm just playing for the playoffs. They was good enough to make it to the playoffs without him. They're not good enough to make a run without him. And then when I mean, well, yeah, him, they don't need to make a run without him because they'll be playing in the playoffs. But see, I look at it like this as well. Kawhi and Paul George should know that this is not the East. This is the West. So you can take these days off if you want to. You can, oh, I can afford these couple of losses here and there. If you find yourself not in the top three and you end up having to lose half home court to a Houston Rockets team or a Utah Jazz team, you will lose that series. Because those, these teams are not scrubs. These teams are championship contenders. The Rockets can the Rockets can easily win the championship if they play to the best of their potential. We had that conversation at the beginning of the preseason when you was like, "Can the Rockets make it to the finals?" Yeah, do you think they will? No, because of you know what you see from them. But this team can definitely make it to the finals. The Jazz can definitely make it to the finals. I mean, you're not wrong, but I still feel like they're good enough to to make it to the top three, top four seed. I do too, but I just but, feel like they shouldn't take it for granted. Is what I'm saying. Right. Don't think this is sweet. This is this is not here for you to take advantage of these teams. But yeah, I feel like if if they pace themselves where Paul George and Kawhi aren't taking the same night off, I feel like it could work where they could uh, make it. But I I don't know. I feel like again with them too. I I really don't care what they do in the regular season. I, it's more so what. They do against the Lakers I and what they do in the playoffs. I just don't like the load management thing. The load management is so weak to me. You get paid, you get paid millions of dollars to play 82 games, and if you're not hurt, you shouldn't be out there talking about your resting. And then I don't like the fact that they wait to, they wait, they wait to big moments where the game is on TNT, ESPN, or ABC to sit out. Like people don't spend their hard on hard on money to come see y'all play these these games that's on tv are the biggest games these people spend a lot of money to come see y'all these people only spend their money to come see y'all i don't even want to play 2k with fatigue off because i don't want to play with the scrubs i want to play with the stars so mm-hmm. if i don't want to play the video game mm-hmm. with the scrubs why would i pay 100 200 to come see these scrubs I want to see the stars. <laughs> I want you to be out there playing. This is how you get paid millions of dollars. Why is you talking about, oh, I, I want to save save my energy for the playoffs? Man, if you a star, you play all 82 games and the playoffs and you show out. I mean, I feel it, but I feel like we'll see this year when the playoffs get here, how that worked with LeBron and how that worked with Kawhi. No, but see, Le- LeBron never was a low management type of guy and he right, never ran he out of steam. So let's see how that works. LeBron is built differently from everybody else as we can see through like history. He's All right, we'll see. But it's, uh-huh. it, I don't know. It's not no... It's, Kawhi and them started this stuff. This is like new type stuff. This is not old. Let's try to see if low management is better than not low management. People been playing this game for a, over a century. Pop low been doing ma- it for years. Huh? Greg Popper been doing it for years. Exactly. Like, well, yeah. But they different stories. <laughs> that is Spurs. Is, is, and Kawhi came from the Spurs, so there you have it. 
I, I just don't agree with it. I don't agree with it because you taking you I get I get it, you looking out for yourself, but in the, at the at the same time, this is a business. You got people coming to see you play. We we are getting taxed so much money to see you play. And then for and then we don't know if you plan or not until that day that we already paid for the ticket or until we get there. And then you got people that's coming with their kids to their first NBA games and stuff like that. Damn. And then they get there anticipating to see Kawhi, Paul, George, Russell Westwood, James Harden, Anthony Davis. And then you get there and then you say, Dad, where they at? Mm-hmm. Oh, they sitting over there in the suit. What's wrong? They hurt? No, sir. They, they just don't want to play. Mm-hmm. They, this game don't mean nothing to them. But it means something to the fans. Right. And that's something that you got to take in consideration. When you're a pro athlete, it's not just about you anymore. Right. It's about the business. It's about the team you represent. It's about the fans that come out there and support you. Because without the fans spending all this money, you wouldn't be able to get a $100 million, $200 million contract. You wouldn't be able to get these five, six, seven-year deals that they've been getting now. And I feel like these stars now are taking advantage of what we are giving them. Mm-hmm. And then granted, y'all giving us y'all, y'all time and y'all likeness and y'all, you know, years of y'all life going out there, putting your body on the line and stuff to entertain us and play a game that you love. But I also, if you want us to respect y'all, y'all got to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I tell you what, if it was like football, yeah, if your contract wasn't guaranteed, um, they'd be out there playing. Um, NBA contracts are guaranteed, so. Um, and that's I mean, it's messed up because you see football players out there playing a gladiator sport for 16 to 20 weeks out there, not missing games unless they are literally hurt. You see baseball players play 100-some games, go out there every game. You see hockey players out there, 60 games out there. Every Everybody is out there playing every game because they know what they signed up for, but it's the, it's the athletes, like, in basketball who want to take low management and stuff off I feel like basketball is the best sport but it's also a diva sport mm-hmm. like these sports are, like these athletes are really becoming divas like I'm too good to go out there for 82 games but if you don't go out there and play that game <laughs> you don't even have to play the whole game my dude you if you a superstar you can get 25 points 8 rebounds in your sleep in 25 minutes 30 That's minutes crazy. you don't even have to play the whole game that's your low management don't play the whole game Right. But it was another thing you said. You called the Heat a sleeper. Um, what is your definition of a sleeper? Because I definitely watched them in the preseason, and I kind of saw this coming. I was. We, watch, um, I think we only lost one preseason game, and that was to the Rockets. So, a sleeper, as in like a lot of people didn't expect us to be this good. With the addition of Jimmy Butler, they was like. I mean, of course mm-hmm. we did. We Heat fans. Well, no, I, I'm saying I'm biased. I did. Like, if you watched us in the preseason, you could see that this team had what it takes I don't, I don't to be think, a top four team. I don't think people believed in us due to the Nets and the Pacers and the Sixers and the Celtics. Like, they thought we was just, like, the tier below them and stuff like that. And it was like, and I was hearing a lot on ESPN and on the jump that the, the addition with Jimmy Butler would help us in the locker room and stuff, but it probably wouldn't put us over the edge. We'll be a playoff team, but that's it. But they don't know Jimmy Butler is somewhat of like a LeBron when it comes to being a leader. He wants everybody to be the best. He wants everybody to go out there and put forth maximum effort and and bring out the best in you. That's why it didn't work in Minnesota because Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns were some people who didn't want to bring out the best in them. They didn't want to play hard. Now you got people who plan hard and plan to the best of their ability and I didn't expect none in Tyler Hero to be this good. I expected them to be good but not this good. 
So when I say sleeper, I mean like a team that went from, oh, they can make the playoffs to actually a team that can challenge in the playoffs. It's a big difference. And I believe like Jimmy Butler is earning a lot of respect and earning a lot of stripes with going to Miami and, and pretty much furthering the legacy of Dwayne Wade, keeping us relevant, keeping us playing Miami Heat basketball and, you know, giving us something to root about. Because when Dwayne Wade announced that he was retiring, I didn't know how the Heat would look or how the Heat right. would be. I kind of got sad for a second because I was like, I'm so used to the Heat being competitive. You know, I'm so used to the Heat actually having a chance. Even if we didn't, even if we knew we wasn't going to the finals, it's like, okay, we're going to do something to maintain relevancy. So with Dwayne Wade leaving and LeBron not being there and Chris Bosh, you know, out, it's like, what's going to happen? Then Jimmy Butler came and it's like, okay, we got something. And then we tried to trade Drogic and it didn't work out. But, you know, I'm sure Pat Riley is going to make make something make make something shake and we're gonna be even better than what we are now. Big facts. Yeah. Well that wraps up another episode of our favorite podcast. Your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. Make sure you follow me on all social media at Rob was there. Yeah, make sure you follow me at Shine Kevo on Instagram, Vice City Kevo on Snapchat. And yeah, don't forget to check out my new single, Cautious, on Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, all streaming platforms. Yep, and this is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy 11. It's been fun. Talk to y'all another time. Roll tight. Chop on.